Welcome. You're listening to The Pulse, Emerge podcast series that inspires clinical thought leaders to share best practices on their pursuit to delivering standards of care. Here's Todd Budka, founder and CEO of Merge. Today, we're speaking with Tina Almendinger, Arrhythmia Diagnostic Center Supervisor at Parkview Physicians Group Cardiology in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Tina, how are you today? I am doing fabulous. I am doing fabulous. You know, I was looking back through some emails, and I don't think that I actually went back as far as um, our relationship has been, because I only got back as, two, as far as 2017, but I think our relationship has went back further than that, because that's only been, what, four years? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I met you a long time before that even. Uh, as yeah. we were really starting to get merge off the ground. Tell us a little bit about the clinic, the, where you were when you first met me and the size and scope and the things that you had in place at that time. Okay, well, at that point, we were roughly about 4,700 uh, active patients and we were functioning out of PaySART and uh, we were doing a quarterly remote schedule and an annual office appointment with all vendors, and we did have a bidirectional interface with PaySart. And so we thought our system was pretty good uh, as far as not having to print off all of the reports, but we were still very much using paper charts. And so we were doing a lot of redundant charting, pacing uh, information from our reports into Epic and sending phone notes to the physicians, and uh, our physicians was signing out of PaySart, and so our reports would sit in PaySart until the physician signed it, so there would be no access to our reports while they were in PaySart for anybody that was in Epic, and uh, all of these physical charts were just everywhere. So you could see why I was salivating to try and help you, <laughs> right? I mean, as you're saying this, and 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 even fast forwarding to today. So that would say 2015, 2016, right? And we still see this everywhere across the country. Like just exactly what you're explaining. I, I think the one, one item that was illuminating for me was when we sat at your desk and you said, well, we're integrated with each of the manufacturers. And you said, yeah, the data comes over automatically into what is PACER. And I said, oh, well, show me. And, and I remember you instantly then was like, let's do a check, you know, remote check. And you logged into the Boston Scientific website. Then you manually triggered a push. And I was like, well, that's not automatic. Like it didn't just automatically show up. What I noticed, and it's not a knock, was just that your, your workflow was so entrenched, right? For a number of years, it just became automatic. And the things you're doing, which you thought were automatic. Well, they were because you, you automated this flow of your day-to-day -day and it, but not necessarily was a true automation of, of data flow, right? And this workflow that's created and then it's just optimized, it just becomes repetitive in its nature and it feels automatic. And, uh, but it can break down if you can get out of that day-to-day -day and like go back to a 30,000 foot view of like, what is my clinic actually doing? And could we do it better? When you looked at that process, you know, that's a lot, right, to, to take on. And I think that's why it's important to talk to you today and hopefully the, 
other people like yourself that are out there and there are a lot of what are you doing today and how might you do it better? What, what was the, what was the trigger that said, we got to do something different? Well, we were always working behind, right? Uh, every summer people were on vacations and we were just barely surviving, barely surviving. And all of the data was coming across remote uh, monitoring was just exploding. And so we had to figure out a way to manage that without getting uh, more staff. I mean, everybody, everywhere I went, every clinic was in the same situation. So at the same time that we were talking about change, everybody I talked to or went and visited, we were doing better than they were. So it was like, okay, how do you justify changing something when you truly are doing better than everybody else and they're using the same systems? So it was kind of hard for administration to sometimes recognize that when they think that they're doing as good as they can. So truly, Todd, it really was you and your passion to want to help the clinical portion of what we do. I mean, if you had have been so persistent in wanting to help us and help people like us, uh, we, we wouldn't be here. We wanted a service. We really wanted it to focus on our clinical needs and we didn't want a service that wasn't able to do that. And you guys were very passionate about that. And, uh, and so that's why we ultimately uh, ended up with Merge. And I, I truly don't think we could have been any happier. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Our goal is very much focused around giving the tools necessary to provide care. We are constantly building software to give to you because I fully believe, and when I started this company, it was all about there are good people out there clinically sound that can manage this patient population. They just need better tools. And, and I stand by that. You know, you meet you and your staff with high clinical acumen, you guys are a machine. And, and, and that is what I believe in. And, and that's what we set out to enable. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit about your the DNA and, you know, your institution as a whole is pretty progressive, I would say. I mean, you guys have data science teams, you have a large, robust IT organization for implementation uh, with Epic, you know, it, from top to bottom, I mean, there's processes in place to work with a big organization like yourselves. And we've learned a lot even in that process, right? Uh, um, imposing sort of requirements and, and elevating our game. So, you know, maybe, maybe you can talk a little bit about the effort it took for you to, as, an, as a clinic manager, administrator, uh, nurse, to get people to pay attention and, and, you know, I mean, was it a hard fought battle or was this a simple, easy ask? And everybody was like, sure, let's just do that. <laughs> now, Todd, you know that it wasn't simple at all. That's why it took no. us so many years to, to finally get to where we were, but uh, no, it wasn't because of our IT needs. Uh, we took the time um, needed to get here because ultimately we might have went with another system that uh, might not have met our needs exactly in the clinical aspect. There's so many great, great things here. I, I, I love, and I, again, I was nervous because when we evaluated you, you guys were, you know, uh, I think doing okay 
from perspective of better than the average user uh, with the existing software you guys had. And then to take that, and I, I guess I, I probably don't know where you guys are currently. I think you guys were up near 85, 90% to the standard of care, um, if I recall, uh, in, in what we were tracking for you. And, and that speaks volumes, I would think, you know, uh, from your organization. Yeah, no, we actually are. And I think I look on my, our compliance today and it's uh, over, it's almost almost 95% uh, for 100% compliance on remote. That was as low as 86% at one time. So are making uh, great strides on, on what we're doing. And it's obviously through the use of merge. We thought we were doing that well before merge and uh, only to find out that we weren't. Uh, but you don't know what you don't know until you uh, until you start learning it. And, and so that's one of the things that I talk to other clinics about, because I think most of us, as we're doing it, we don't know that we don't know it. And we have to change our mindset in order to improve. So be, being the fact that I am a clinician and I've been there, that's one of the things that I really kind of speak on is we're doing all of this work. Uh, we're just not really uh, capturing all of the opportunities that yeah. we should be. Now Merge has this great visibility that allows for us to see what it is that we're not capturing and what it is that we are capturing. And I want to point out, since starting Merge, I don't function as a nurse. I function as a supervisor, whereas prior to Merge, I functioned as a nurse. Uh, 90% of my time. Every day I was working on remote, every single day, and I no longer do that because I don't have to. Yeah, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't you doing yourself, you were doing like 250 checks, or was that the number of transmissions you guys were getting on a weekly basis? That was about um, our weekly uh, volume. It was up to 300. 300 remote transmissions weekly. And our goal for the remote nurse would be 20 a day. And we had um, two remote nurses. And so all of the rest of the volume would fall for me to perform. And so, uh, you know, we truly were just barely, just barely maintaining that. And there were often times when we were not able to maintain that. And now if you look in merge, uh, we get, sometimes up to 900 remotes a week through Merge. We are creating, you know, 450 dockets, and I'm not doing any of those. So so stop there for a second because I'm I'm scratching my head on, you thought you were doing well. You were getting like 250 to 300 transmissions a week. You had basically two dedicated staff to remote, and I know you guys ran multiple rooms in office, and you were doing remote checks. And so... Now you guys are doing over how many? We're doing over 450 dockets. Um, yeah. We're getting close to 900 transmissions through Merge a week. And That's I am not doing any of those remotes. That is I mean, fantastic. I do presentations half a day on Mondays, but I'm actually able to function as a manager, which is what I am, because I do have a whole other uh, department that I manage. Uh, so I'm actually able to invest my time where it needs to be. Oh, that's, that's really cool. So let me ask you this, and this is a big piece of finding success. Um, you have a good clinical team. Describe maybe to the audience a little bit about how you shaped the willingness to want to change. 
because there are people that just love their workflow and love their process and never going to change. So one of our nurses has been uh, here with the, with the cardiology group for 30 years. Uh, she hasn't actually been with our department that long, but, uh, and then one of my non-clinical staff members has been with the department for almost 30 years. So it's really tough when you are in a workflow that you've had for that long uh, and then all of a sudden uh, somebody's coming in and saying, guess what, uh, all of this is going to change and everything about what you're doing is going to be different. And it, exact, that's exactly what happened. Like it, all our rule books that we had created over the last 25 years, we threw out the window and we started with a brand new one and everybody's workflow changed. And we changed not just our workflows, but we changed our roles. Like there was a, a clinical role and a non-clinical role where there had not been that before. So we really defined some spaces uh, when we implemented merge that had not been before. So that by itself was not easy because that, uh, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. was really tough. Uh, but it really was a, a, a point of being engaged prior to the implementation of merge. So we had been talking about that for a number of years. And so we were kind of slowly um, going to that mindset before merge. And then as we, of course, got closer to signing with you guys, uh, you know, we really started vamping that up. But it was really about getting the, the staff engaged uh, and, yeah. and, and knowing that this is how it was going to be and this was the reason why. Like, you have to give them a why. Uh, you yeah. can't just say this is what we're doing and this is, this is how it's going to be. You have to give them a why and they have to understand it. Uh, and so that's what we did. And of course, once we implemented it, then it completely changed because it was so different and so much of a, a, a bit of a chaos at first because we weren't just learning merge. We were also learning a new workflow in Epic. We started doing weekly huddles, uh, which we hadn't been doing before, but it really helped keep the communication between the staff uh, open. And then they were helping each other. And so we just we just remained very consistent with what needed to be done. And then we, we understood the impact of what one, one little thing that one person did had on somebody else somewhere else. You know, we were able to see that. And so we brought that all in. And so we continue with the weekly huddles and it, it has made just, just a big difference because we're, you know, we're able to stay engaged. Knowing that, it wasn't going to be easy. Like that was one of the things that I just kept telling everybody is this not going to be easy, but that we're looking at the big picture overall. And yes. then as I brought in the numbers, um, you know, at three months in the merge, I brought in the numbers and shared it with the teams and said, okay, like this is where we're at. I was afraid to ask our finance manager, like I was afraid to ask him where we were. I was afraid it was not going to be where I was hoping it was. And it was beyond what I would have expected it to be. And so all of their work that they had been doing, they could visibly see it um, from the from the numbers our finance team. And you know that just makes you feel good. But that you know it, it it makes me feel good when we're selling you and coming in right. You got this goofy guy walking your your building going. I think you're there's a big opportunity here that you're not achieving, and and that's a gut shot right when you have somebody roll up in your office and you're working hard and like feeling like you're underwater and then somebody's going yeah you know you're like 
38% to the standard of care. <laughs> and and yeah. maybe a little more on your side, but but in general, that's what we see across the country for people that are utilizing the software that you guys are using. And that's a gut shot, right? No one is gonna arguably say I'm producing 38% to the standard of care. And that is not our intent. And in fact, you might actually be doing more care, but you're not getting paid for it. And, and that's the behavior of how remote monitoring works compared to the way you schedule, right? And orders and, you know, I schedule you, I see you, I write a note, I drop a bill. You know, there's a lot of work going on over 91 days. And uh, if those moons don't align on 91, day 91, you don't bill. And, and it's just grossly wrong. And, and so being able to automate that, right, through software and not have to have your staff figure out like, oh, yeah, I got a transmission. Well, when did they transmit last? When did I see them in office last? When did I bill last? Lord knows, did I even get paid for the one that I billed last, right? So all of those things, you just kind of go, well, look, you guys are highly skilled. You don't need to deal with that. Get it off your plate and just do the clinical work it reshapes the mindset. And, uh, and that's, that was always a goal. It's good to see the evidence of what, what we thought we could achieve and then finding good people to go execute. Because ultimately, I'm just giving you a tool. You're left on your own accord to use that tool. Um, and, and you guys have embraced it in such a way that it's just great success. I, it's a, it's a couldn't be anything more than what I was hoping to achieve in this market to change an industry and shape behavior. So, but it starts with leadership and the commitment uh, at all levels within your organization to make that change. So kudos to you guys. Um, if you think about what happens out there across the country with others that were in your shoes, what, what would be some advice you might give to them or you know, through your experience, through this whole process, because like I said, it's, it's not easy, but what, what would be your advice on thinking about change? I think, I think if you're thinking about it, you should be doing it. Uh, we've all been in the same situation. Like I said, I've talked to clinics, and I thought we were doing well in comparison, uh, and we're not. Uh, so you have to educate yourself. You have to learn about a lot of things. Billing, for one, is huge, right? We all thought we were billing right. We weren't billing right. Uh, and so that was, that was a big deal. So do some uh, research and, and learn. Once you started talking, Todd, I started listening, and I started educating myself and, and learning myself. And then I started talking to people around me and started, you know, getting them on board. And they weren't always on board, but, but they were listening too. And so you had to then change expectations of everybody around you so that they could, even if they weren't always on board, like I said, they, they were listening to you. So don't quit talking about it. Don't give it up on the idea of it. And don't be afraid to do it. I just encourage anybody, if they're, if they're drowning, they shouldn't be drowning. That's not what we're in this to do. We're in this to provide excellent care for every patient, and we can't do that if we're truly just drowning. We're getting, we're getting ready to hire more staff, not because we need it, but because our numbers justify that we can. You have a fully staffed organization that wants to maintain the care themselves, right? And, and motivated staff. And, and I think that's important. You looked to technology to potentially help fix 
your your struggles. And once you realize your struggles and that uh, the things that you are struggling with can be fixed by a simple software instead of adding more people to the process, right? It, it, it made no sense. And it's costly, right? You're giving up a larger component than what you pay for for software. So I think that's that's pretty key. And, and for you to tell me, hey, we're now increasing headcount because we are more profitable and we want to continue to you know pour fuel on this fire of growth and care. I mean, it's just home run, right? Everybody should have our success. Everybody should have your success. That's our goal. Yep, I agree. I think for me, it gives me pride in what we're doing. It's we want to build fanatical users. We want to work with you. We want to make sure that you're optimized. We want to we we want to see success. And when we do and create fanatical users like your organization, it's it's so encouraging and, and keeps us motivated um, to continue to deliver and execute on your behalf. That that's what we're about. So, Tina, thank you so much for today. Thanks for tuning into the Pulse. For more information about Merge and how to improve your cardiac device management, visit Merge.com.